0: Why are grassroots races so good for females new to mountain biking? Why is it so much better to do a race just for yourself rather than aiming for a podium? In today's pod I chat with Lib about how pushing herself to sign up for races at the very beginning helped to progress her riding, feel accomplished, increase her confidence and most importantly get connected in the mountain bike world. But just before we do that, don't forget to head on over to the Girls on Wheels website and subscribe to the newsletter, where you can keep in the loop about upcoming guests and episodes and be in with a chance to get involved. And please give the pod a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Girls on Wheels Podcast, and check out the pod's number one supporter, Shawnee at Shredlocky Girl. Now, let's get into today's episode. welcome to another episode of girls on wheels today i'm joined by lib who is who are you on instagram um, libmtb yeah it's either libmtb or mtb underscore lib one of the two. Oh, i just saw it then i mm-hmm. actually can't remember what your i never remember so i always get them all around so but yeah i'm i'm joined by lib and um i'm really excited to chat to you today lib obviously we're friends so i've spoken to you a lot and um yeah but i think it'll be really good for everyone to hear your sort of story about how you got into biking and all of that stuff that we spoke about before that you want to you want to chat about um so to start us off sorry i'm just looking at the thingies no it's all good uh Do you want to start us off, like, tell us how you have become a little pink mountain bike obsessed (laughs) squid?
1: Oh, I didn't always used to be pink obsessed, but
0: yeah, so I started
1: in, I think, I got my first full suspension bike in, when did I get it? It was like April 2021, but before that, um, I had a live Hardtail for a little bit, which... I don't know. I don't really class as that as kind of my mountain bike journey because I didn't. I never rode it. Basically, um, yeah. I think probably most girls have the same story. So it was actually my ex boyfriend that tried to get me into riding, but at okay. the time, um, I just really didn't like it. I really didn't enjoy it and kind of hated it. We kind of be like, oh, let's go for a ride or. Um yeah, it didn't really interest me at all. Um I was really where, unfit where, at the time.
0: Where did he I was just going to say where did he take you and what do you think it was that made you think like oh no, I'm not really that bothered about this.
1: So one of my local places is Swinley Forest which I think is more of like a cross country. There is some kind of downhill stuff, but to the stuff that I ride now is I go there now and I get quite bored (laughs) um yeah I went to the Forest of Dean uh just for kind of a longish ride I don't know I think it was more the fact that he'd been riding for quite a long time um his family kind of grew up with bikes and you know he he'd done the whole racing thing and knew everything Mm. about bikes he was a bike mechanic as well and then I came along and he tried to get me interested in it and I don't know I think it's more like patience maybe um he'd be like oh I'll pedal harder pedal faster and I'd be going uphill and I'd be like I'm dying <laughs> I can't <laughs> pedal anymore um, yeah and yeah so we broke up in the April I would literally just bought my full suspension bike and then I thought fuck I don't have a bike mechanic so I don't know what to do with this bike I've got a full suspension bike and I I I don't know how to ride it and yeah. so I kind of I used to go on rides like on my own I think to like Forest of Dean Swinney and um, and in the job I was at the time uh someone was like oh why didn't you set up an Instagram and you know, like, maybe you'll meet some people. So I think it was in the June of 2021 that I set up this Instagram. I didn't really know what to put in it. Um, And it was mainly to, you know, like, try and meet people because I thought, I've bought this bike. I've just gone through a not very nice breakup. And I thought, do you know what? Maybe I could this could kind of pull me out of something, which if I didn't have my bike, I'd probably be some fat lazy slob that, you know, <laughs> didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so... be kind to yourself, but I know, <laughs> I know what you mean, like the lazy slob thing. Um, do you feel like it helped you with the breakup?
1: I think so, because I would literally just, at the time I was working, like shift patterns, so I could go out kind of midweek Um which in a way wasn't so good because people mainly are for weekends. weekends.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but then as I started to kind of go out more, um, people would message me on Instagram and be like, oh, I think I saw you at Forest Dean or, you know. And by this point, like when I first started, I was the type of person that bought loads of like Fox jerseys and started my obsession with pink a little bit. Um yeah. mainly influenced by Tani Seagrief. Um and he'd always be like, you know, you've you've got all these clothes, but you don't you don't ride, like why are you buying another jersey? And I was just like, no, I want to buy it. <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> um
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then kind of progress from there. and um, start to meet more people. Uh really started to enjoy it, and I thought, you know this is really good, like for my fitness as well, and I don't know previously i before riding, I just used to go out and drink like quite a lot, um yeah, so I think having the bike kind of rained reins that in quite a bit um
0: yeah, so yeah. you' with this lad, he was obsessed with it. And he sounds like he was tr- doing that typical thing where he was like, well, I want my girlfriend to ride too and was perhaps put in, well, I don't know if he put pressure on you, but there was an expectation from you that you needed to enjoy it and be good. And that perhaps that did put the pressure on and you were just not feeling it. And maybe maybe it was the, you know, Swinley, as you say, is more XC so that wasn't getting you and then suddenly you realize that oh i want to scare myself shitless here this is this is what i love um so you got i guess when you'd finished with him or he fin- you know what when it when you broke up did you have many other riding friends
1: i don't think i actually had any so <coughs> yeah. the job that i had at the time um it was quite nice because someone else um, who was kind of just like an older guy, like one of my colleagues, he was into mountain biking as well. So we used to talk about like different places of like where I'd want to go and and things I'd want to do. Um, Hence, like he was the one that came up with, you know, setting, setting up an Instagram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I literally didn't have anyone. I can remember one of the first posts that I think, I put on Instagram and it was like a, I don't even know what picture it was. If I look back, it's probably quite cringy. I think I went to like Wind Hill um, with, I met up with a girl called Tia, um, who I'm quite good friends with now. Um, and I just put something like, oh, I'm going for a shred. Like, where shall I go? You know, like typical. <laughs> using the lingo um, <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and yeah, like people commented on it and then. I was really nervous. Um, I think it was, you know, like my first kind of like bike park experience and I definitely couldn't do any of the jumps whatsoever. Um, and it was just kind of like putting myself out there. And um, I know near me in Swinley Forest, I think they've got like a group on Facebook. And when I was with my ex-boyfriend, I joined the MTV Chicks and Trails on Facebook. Oh, so yeah. I think I put a message in there again, another cringy one, like, Hey, I've just broke up with my boyfriend. (laughs) I have no friends. Um, and yeah, I kind of just really stemmed from there. And then eventually I'd, you know, get messages from the same people and, um, meet up with the same people each time. And then they'd have friends that, you know, rode as well. And I'd then meet them and then I'd go out with them separately. So yeah, it's definitely I know social media sometimes can be really negative for some people, but in a way, um I think if I hadn't have made an Instagram and I wouldn't have connected with, with so many people to Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um why do you think it's cringy though to put that post out? Because I actually think that's really, really brave and I've I've spoke to a lot of people now that have said that that's how that's what they had to do, and yeah, I guess you have to show vulnerability, don't you? Because you're saying I don't have anyone to ride with, and it can make you think that oh, people are going to think oh, God, she's got no friends or whatever. But I think it's really brave. Um, I can remember as well.
1: <clears throat> I went to the Forest of Dean. Um... And I was just like pootling along on my own. And there was two two ladies, um a lot older than me. And I don't know, I just saw people riding past me and I thought, oh, they're with people. That would be so nice to have someone to ride with and, you know, have fun with. Um and I remember waiting, it's like at the top of the murderers trail, which I was slightly dying. So I, I did want to get my breath back, but I waited at the top and I thought like, I'm just, I'm going to talk to them. And then I waited there for ages to pretend that I was trying to breathe and, you know, have a drink. Um, yeah. and I think I'd passed them. And then in the end, they, they came up and like, just started talking to me like, Oh, hi, how are you? Like are you here on your own? And then they were like, Oh, do you want to, do you want to ride with us? Like obviously chatting for like a few minutes. So then, I just ended up spending the the whole day with them, really, and
0: yeah, it's oh, it was nice. So, I love that. That's a a great example of how when you are out riding and you have that one conversation with someone, it actually can make a massive, massive difference to their day. Because you know, it's easy when you when you are with your mate or a couple of mates, you you know, you're all right because you're with someone, aren't you? Yeah, but I think reaching out to people that are on their own is amazing because yeah it can change change how they feel about that ride and you might have gone around that you know the verderers and died on all those climbs oh <laughs> it's so pedally! I'm just thinking of Emily our mate Emily freaking doing that for fun she just does laps of it doesn't she to warm up yeah, like no. she is an exy crazy girl um it's not my yeah, idea of choice
1: of sorry trails now like when I go to Fod I'm like, who does a route of the blue, you know, like I think I used to do like the blue and then the red because I'd be like, oh, yeah, I have to do like 15, 20 miles. Like I'm riding my bike. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll just ride to the off peak or, you know, do like half a section of the blue and cut to the top of the downhill stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's people's preference, isn't it? Because um, not everyone loves throwing themselves down run or whatever those yeah. are the sheep skull and stuff and <laughs> it's what you like riding isn't it um but yeah it's very peddly but I get that point that you just made about thinking that when you were on your bike you'd need to ride like 10 20 miles I used to think that that if I hadn't done at least 15 miles I hadn't ridden my bike and I used to put that pressure on me and if I'd done like only eight miles I'd think that's I haven't ridden my bike, but I've been doing off-piste or whatever. Um, yeah, there was there was this weird thing that yeah, if I hadn't got double miles in, double figures that <laughs> I hadn't ridden, but now I don't care. I guess as long as you have fun, it doesn't really matter if you do.
1: I mean, I put my Strava on
0: sometimes. That
1: I go to wind here when it's like, oh, I've done three miles. I'm like, yeah, save that, put that on. But who puts Strava on it. About that, yeah,
0: I do sometimes to to measure myself. (laughs) Still counts. (laughs) Well, it's it's not. It's more to um yeah to like I look
1: at my um like track my progress and yeah see that's yeah
0: yeah I think that's that's what I use Strava for um because then when I do the same runs and I look back I'm like oh look I've actually gone faster um three seconds faster (laughs) yeah. And like, ha- have I gone? I mean, I I never expect to get up to the the top of the table, but um, yeah, it's good for me. I like doing it because I can see if I've got braver and like let go of my brakes a bit more, <laughs> 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 which is how I jibberoid. Um, but yeah, that's cool that you had those two ladies that reached out and then took you, took you around the blue and the red or whatever it was. Um, so Instagram. And sort of reaching out on that Facebook group had a massive impact. So how did, how did like your biking experience progress from there? If, you know, if someone's listening to this and they've just picked up their bike and they haven't got many people to ride with and they sort of go and have a nice time and, you know, ride around the trail centers and whatnot. Like how did you go from that to i guess finding finding what you really love about biking, which is different for everybody um, and yeah. in particular what you love I think
1: that you know going to all these different places, meeting all these different people kind of like spurred me on to try try new things, and I might have met someone one time that for example, would prefer to go to Ford and do like a lap of stuff, and then I might. You know, meet someone that, um, for example, with tear at wind hill, um, I actually really enjoyed like when I went because it was something completely different, something that I hadn't done before. Um, apart from I still absolutely hate the push up; it is horrific, but I can deal with that. Um,
0: but yeah, I what just are you, think me... what are you tap in, mate. Sorry. It's all right. I didn't know if you were, like banging your foot on the table. Oh, no. On the table, on the floor. <laughs> you, have, you haven't got your leg on the table. <laughs> <laughs> definitely haven't. Oh, Sorry. I what I was talking about. You what saying that pushing? you hated the push up at Windhill. You were being a downhill alib and saying that you hate any oh, sort yeah. of like push up. I mean, pedal. I think
1: it's got slightly better now that maybe I'm a little bit fitter. Um, But every time I go, I'm like, oh, do one run to the bottom and then just do half runs, so I don't have to go all the way to
0: the (laughs) bottom. but yeah (laughs) Yeah, can you remember what you were saying you were saying that um you do a lap at a trail center with someone and then you'd go to Windhill and do a different type of ride with yeah
1: I think it's just like different people
0: obviously like you said earlier
1: have different interests in riding they enjoy different things and I think it was just meeting up with so many different kinds of people um like women and and men and um like young people older people um yeah i think that's what I don't know I kind of lost track a bit of what I was talking
0: about. i feel that it <laughs> it it allowed you to figure out i'm saying this cuz this is i guess what i did and probably what a lot of people do that it allows you to figure out what sort of riding you like and where you get that complete joy because it's great to be on your bike, isn't it? but then you can yeah. have those rides where you're like, "Oh my God, I've had the best day ever because I've done this, and I guess branching out and sort of meeting different people that do different things and ride in a different way is a good way of when you're first starting out to to work out what you what you do like. Do you think that's I'm putting words into your mouth there, but do you think that that's what I you think were- definitely yeah,
1: so for example, like the first time obviously I went to Swindley um with my ex-boyfriend at the time um I was petrified of going downhill like when I say downhill is there's nothing really technical like maybe there's a few routes on on certain trails but I literally had my hands on the brakes the whole time um I probably screamed the whole way down more than I do now I was gonna Um, say you
0: scream anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I just I don't know why I hated it And then I thought, you know what, like downhill mountain biking is not for me. And then I went with people um, like, for example, Tia and with you guys um, kind of further down the line that the stroke levels, that sounds so weird saying that, um, (laughs) when you've got other people that are like, oh, yeah, we'll do this. Like, it's so fun and you do it. And I never really used to be like... adrenaline junkie but when you go I'm gonna say fast because it feels like that I'm going fast and I think everyone can speak for the same that when you watch a video back and you'll think (laughs) oh okay okay well I wasn't going fast yeah take it out of
0: slow motion
1: (laughs) but yeah no it's it's just like the enjoyment and the thrill of doing something dangerous which sounds so weird but is so fun.
0: Yeah well it's it's the adrenaline high isn't it and scaring yourself and that this has automatically made me think of watching that video Lib of you doing that drop at Sisters of Send. (laughs) Oh my god like you are you're the only one that did it do you want to tell us about that day and if no one knows what I'm on about it's on your Instagram isn't it? I think a lot
1: of people have have probably seen it like I would meet up with people (sighs) And they'd be like oh my god you you were that person and yeah that- so sis, <laughs> sisters ascend um the women's mountain bike festival last year um went with a group of girls and um, charlotte was there um and again mentioned tia's name and um, she's pretty sendy in the sense that she'll do anything can like i used to watch her and think oh, i really want to try that but i just i can't do it um And there's a skills area, um, so it's based at Avon in Wales. I think I said that right for Welsh. You did,
0: because Charlotte's taught us, hasn't she, to be Welsh. It's not Avon, it's Avan. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a skills
1: area that is run by, I think, is it a lady? Is it Campbell Coaching?
0: Yeah, Ali Campbell. Yeah,
1: Um, and basically they had, I've always been really shit at drops. Like, that's just my one thing that I've always been scared of. I don't know why. I think about it in my head, like, right, come on, do the drop technique, and then I go to do the drop and it just basically goes wrong. So um, I think there's, like, is there five drops or there's four? So there's, like, a really small one and then, like, a rocky drop that's quite substantial size and then another one that's bigger. And then, basically, there's two two wooden drops. Um, so there's, like, a wooden platform I don't actually know how big the biggest one is.
0: Massive, mate.
1: There's a picture of me standing on the top of it. And I, like, I'm like, i probably like five foot two and a half. And I look quite small in comparison. Yes,
0: um, yeah.
1: And in my brain, I was like, do you know what? I'm happy doing the, the rock ones. Like, they're quite a big-ish size to me at the time. Um, and then I was looking at the small wooden one like, no, that, that's not happening this weekend. And Tia was actually stood at the top, like, Yeah, mate, I'm gonna send it off this one. Like, mm. and I just thought, Okay, um, and did a coaching ses- session with Katie Curd. Um, I think it was like a two hour one. Like, I've had coaching with her before, and she just makes you feel so comfortable. And yeah, she's great, just yeah, really relaxed. So she basically said to everyone, "Before you could go go up a scale in the like, the drops, um, she needs to watch you do it, and she needs to feel like confident that you know
0: you're, you're not, not going to die."
1: Effectively, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so did like the two small ones, all three. I can't remember how many there are. And then she was like, "Does so anyone want to do uh, the smaller wooden one?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I like, I feel comfortable." Um, and she's quite honest, and you know she'll tell you whether she thinks that you will be able to do it. And she was like, yep, that's fine. Uh, Confident that you can do it. So I did it. It was still quite scary, like the smaller one. And then I literally don't know what came over me because it was at the end of the session. And then I was stood on the big one because I thought, I just want to look at it. I'm not even going to do it. That's not an option. Um, And also I was on a demo bike. So I thought, I don't want to, you know, kill kill Killed the suspension away. or like explode it or something um and then she stood up and was like oh does does anyone want to try the bigger one and I literally was like yeah me and I was like oh <laughs> who said god. that <laughs> who said that so yeah I <laughs> rolled into it like three times um and then Katie was like oh do you wanna do you wanna follow me in and I thought oh my god i'm I'm following katie and this fucking humongous <laughs> Drop, like what yeah. is this and then she went off of it and you know I've got this thing that literally last minute I'll just break <laughs> and oh, I got really bad of it but I got to the end and in my head I was like, I'm just going to roll up to it with the bike and I'm going to stop it but everyone thought that I was doing it then so they were like oh my god and I was like no I I planned to stop that was that was my yeah, you know that was the plan And then I remember going back to the kind of start bit, and there's a point, I don't know if I, like, blanked out, and then my brain was like, what the hell are you doing? But I literally got to the point on the wooden platform where I had no option to break, because if I did break, I was going to be really seriously going to hurt myself. And then I just remember, like, oh, my God, I'm at the end. Now I'm going off of it. Like, (laughs) what (laughs) the fuck? but so the first time that I did it I think I was so nervous I was going a little bit slow um and if you watch the videos back uh the first one I like um oh mate my I think like my right boob touched my oh. like the top of my headset or
0: it was um, it's
1: terrifying but I, I managed to hold it yeah okay the technique's not great but yeah I did it I think I did it like three times and I just felt so good after it. And it's weird because, yeah, the whole weekend people were like, I think I was the only one that did it for the whole weekend. So I felt kind of good about that. Um, yeah. And then people coming up to me like, oh, my God, you were that girl that did that massive drop. Oh. Yeah, because um, it's humongous, Lib. Like, it's. But saying that, massive. when I go to other stuff and I meet people, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll be able to do that. You did that massive one last year which in a way I'm I'm like yeah it did but it doesn't mean that I can do every single drop that's like 10 foot high it's
0: I we spoke about this at the Malverns didn't we that you yeah. felt this pressure that because you'd done that that everyone was like well everything below that is now easy for you because that's your bar whereas you were saying nah <laughs> like that was a a moment of madness of I greatness think, of whatever and now you're I like I think it was the like
1: the environment that I was in as well because um I've had when I first started riding I had two days coaching with Katie Um, some of the videos are pretty uh what's the word I there's one where I go down uh so in FOD, it's kind of the off-piece stuff there's a load of routes it's well, if I looked at it now, it probably wouldn't be steep, but it's kind of like a bomb hole-ish. Um, I was with my friend Jackie, who I also met through the coaching as well. Um, and I basically go down, I'm looking towards the tree. So I went towards the tree and there was like a massive (laughs) dip and there's basically a branch like hanging out. So I like, hit my head on the tree with my helmet you can hear a little tap and then I'm just holding onto this like tree branch like hanging like a little monkey like.
0: <laughs> with your big hair swishing around yeah. but yes yeah, it's,
1: it's just the environment that you know I felt really comfortable in her coaching session um she makes you feel really relaxed um I would really recommend if you are thinking of coaching and you're worried about being in a group of of men or people that you don't know and um, i did it when it was it was a quite a small group of women so it was literally just us i think it was like six of us um but yeah it's, i remember speaking about it with you and um, i think we went on a chick sands ride like back in the summer and i was yeah. getting so stressed out on myself because there was a gap jump I haven't really done gap jumps. They just, the thought of something in the middle kind of Mm. scares me. Um, And so many people are like, oh, yeah, you can do it. You did that drop. Like, you sent this and you can do that. And in my head, I know that I probably could do it. But when you've got a lot of people, you know, kind of expecting that you can do it and you try and put so much pressure on yourself to actually do something, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it can. It, it's almost worse in a way because then you, I imagine, will start beating yourself up going, Well, why can't I do this gap jump? Why can't I do this other drop? I did do that bigger thing a month ago. And we can really get in our heads and be like, I don't understand why my brain won't let me do this. But I guess it just goes to show there's so many other factors that go into things, isn't there? Like, how you're feeling um is massive it almost irrelevant what skills you've got it's it's how you're feeling in that moment whether or not you'll be able to do something um but yeah I remember we chatted and we I was trying to sort of say like don't put too much pressure on yourself
1: I you mean, we had like a really long what was it watching the, those dirt, um, those mad dirt yeah. jumpers
0: and I was wars. just
1: like pouring my heart out like I can't ride this I can't do that
0: oh you were yeah. saying that you'd regressed weren't you that you hadn't yeah um, That you felt like your riding was going shit and I was like no you've just excelled and then you've just dropped back a bit however where you've dropped back to is not the start it's just
1: it's, yeah it's I way above where you
0: started and looking at it in a different way
1: because I'm I don't know in in my head I'm I'm like, oh, I'm not progressing. But I guess, yeah, when you start to hit bigger things and um, you try and do bigger drops and you definitely beat yourself up over it. And I definitely did like a few weeks ago at Windhill. There's three drops. There's one that's the chicken line um, and it's got a little picture of a chicken on it. Um, (laughs) But there's kind of like a plank of wood that you can either roll down or you can kind of do it as a drop. Um, And then the middle one, there's obviously no plank. Like, you just have to go off of it. Um, And I was with Jess and Shawnee at the time, and they were like, oh, yeah, like, you could try it. Like, I think you can do it. And I rolled up to it, and I was just so annoyed because I just, I couldn't do it. And then, I don't know, it ended up being a really good day anyway. Um, Yeah, so sometimes it's just not your day, and I think I've definitely learned to accept that some days you can do everything and and sometimes you can't and that's that's all about kind of my journey as well in progressing and just just keep at it really and
0: yeah yeah. well you've if you think that how long you've been on a bike like a a year and a few months like almost two years I think Oh, almost two years. So it's not that long in the grand scheme of yeah. Riding, but then, I guess, especially people that pick it
1: up. Sometimes I think everyone does this as well. Like I see people on Instagram that you know have been riding a year or have been riding like a lot less than me, and they're doing these massive things. And I'm like, I've been riding for two years, and I'm not doing that yet. So. Yeah. I always, I always say to people, um, that are quite new to riding that, I don't know, always just remember that like everyone's different and
0: yeah
1: don't compare. I remember you saying to me, don't compare yourself to like other people, which I definitely did in the beginning. Um, I mean, I still kind of do now, but I think that's really important that
0: yeah, just, just do you and yeah. Yeah, and understand that the sort of everyone's biking journey I hate using that word because of when I was ill people would journey. go your cancer journey. I'm like, it's not a journey. Anyway, I digress. But everyone's different and everyone wants to get to a different place and they come from a different background in terms of their riding. Like some people have been on a bike all their life, so they haven't touched it for five years, but then they get on a mountain bike and they're amazing. And you're like, Oh, but I've been (laughs) riding for four years and I can't do that. I think it's really, really important to just, yeah, it's your own. It's, it's your own version of mountain bike and it doesn't have to be someone else's or yeah. The comparison trap comparison is the thief of joy. I cannot remember (laughs) where I read that, but I'm like, I always think about that because it can really do you over. But we all do it. I mean we all do it. It's all easy to fall into a bit of a black hole, isn't it? On Instagram yeah. or YouTube and you're like, Why can't I do a bloody wheelie? Like I that I still do my head in that I can't do a wheelie or a manual. I'm just feel like a big oaf on my bike and I can't lift the frigging wheel up but hey. Nor can it not I, I know that there's like quite good riders that still can't do that. So that makes I me feel can, a little bit
1: better. I can't do a wheelie. I mean I've tried, but yeah it's yeah, impossible
0: no. um so when we were talking about you coming on the podcast as well you wanted to talk about how entering races quite early on in your mountain bike career that's what I like to say career <laughs> career <journey>. what career <laughs> <laughs> hey this is your career um, my squid career yeah in your mountain bike career you started to do some races and that that really helped you um progress and meet people and whatnot so do you want to do you want to talk about that like what was the thinking behind it what was your first race like how did it all go
1: so obviously the person that I was with before um he he had friends that you know rode and raced and I kind of met them through him and um I still kind of kept in contact with a few of them um they live like locally to me so um I think I went to uh, Fod for a ride and he'd like mentioned about this race. And I was just thinking like, absolutely not. Like you honestly think that my snail pace, I'll be able to, you know, get down something that I've yeah. maybe not ridden before. Um, and he was like, oh, no, no, no. I think it'll be fine. Um, like you'll really enjoy it. Um, and it was actually March last year that I thought, do you know what, I'm just going to book it and then suffer the consequences when I get to it. Um, it was the MIJ downhill, so um it was in the Forest of Dean. It's on a track, well, it was on a track called Elephant Man. Um, I don't know if anyone listening has ever ridden it, but I did actually go and ride it um, a few weeks before the race and I literally got to the top of it and I thought, oh, my God, fucking hell I cannot get down that um yeah the top of it is really quite steep um and it just turned out that literally I think the night of the race it had poured it down with rain and then Mm. dried out so it was it was still really slippy and you know it, it
0: was all right but Hey, it's me. Just a cheeky little interruption here to remind you to go over to the website and sign up to the newsletter. Give me a follow on socials at Girls on Wheels Podcast. And if you're enjoying this, head over to podchaser.com and leave me a raving review as it helps me so much and I really appreciate it. Now back to the episode. Um
1: Yeah, so I booked that. Um I think I probably put a post on Instagram. hey I've been to my first race um and and some people were like oh that's so cool and other people were kind of like oh that's that's a big step for your first race like it's quite (laughs) a I don't know like difficult obviously everyone has different perceptions um but yeah so I rocked up to this race on my own literally had no idea about what my tire pressure should be Hand checked my rear suspension, like my shock, anything on my forks and um, got there and I was just kind of stood there. Like, and the thing is that I didn't realise as well with with downhill racing is you obviously you go and do a track walk and then you have your practice laps and then um, mm. you have your race run. So I didn't expect to be sat around for like four, three, four hours before my actual race run um and by this point I was like I was really nervous um I think uh where I work now um is someone else's husband that is into mountain biking so I'd kind of mentioned it to them and and they came and watched me race my first race so Mm. um I say I turn up on my own but yeah I I did have someone there to kind of I didn't know that they were specifically coming but um and then obviously my friends um so yeah it it was I was so scared like because a lot of the girls racing obviously they just they just looked really fast like they had really good bikes and I thought oh people are just gonna think I'm so slow and it's actually really funny so I really enjoyed it and it was from that day that I then booked, um, so I did the Route 1 series, um, which is the B1 KE, um, races at Tidworth, Windhill, and Rogate, um, so after that race, I was like, do you know what, I've actually really enjoyed this, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna book something else.
0: What did you Um, enjoy about it, Lib? Um... For anyone listening that's like, oh, I think I wanna have a go. I don't know,
1: like it sounds really weird. So if I if I was just riding like normally, then I probably wouldn't have pushed myself. But the fact that some people um when I was listening to Molly's podcast the other day, I think she was talking about she hates people watching her race. But yeah. I'm the opposite, whereas if there's people watching me, I'll probably do something stupid like pedal harder when I don't need to and then you know um I don't know it's it's just the feeling of you're not just riding you're you're riding for a reason to I I definitely wasn't racing to get a podium like that's not I knew that that wasn't going to happen anyway yeah Um, I kind of was just doing it more for my own progression um I just wanted to try it to see if you know, I've I've watched like World Cups and stuff, and obviously I would never ever be, be doing anything like that. Um, but yeah, I just I just think a lot of people have raved about it and and said that racing is really good and the people that you meet. Um, so yeah, and and definitely with the Route One series, um, I think that's how I met Jess actually. So. I think it was for the Tidworth race. I remember someone following me on Strava and I was like, who the hell is this girl? And then I can remember rocking up to the Tidworth race and I was like, oh, like, do you follow me on Strava? And in my head I was like, is she stalking me to see like how fast I am to, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just felt threatened by you. <laughs> but yeah, no,
1: um, definitely with the Route 1 series, I met a lot of people and, um, yeah, I met a lot of girls. Um, Emma, Castle. Is it, Hustles, is it, one it of the them. same
0: girls? Sorry to interrupt you. Is it the same girls that do the same races then? So they'll do the series so you become familiar and like friends? Yeah.
1: So I think her. I met
0: Em on
1: the first Tidworth race. And I'm pretty sure most of the listeners probably would have met her at some point in their mountain biking.
0: She She's coming on the podcast. Yay! and
1: yeah I love her she's just so enthusiastic about everything like whenever you go for a ride with her she's always like yeah you could do it and every single video that I've got she's like she just makes such weird noises that you know make you have so much fun yeah um but yeah she was there and um kind of I think I stuck around with her and then yeah the same people do do the other races and um, you kind of get to know them, and then it makes it nicer because it's not—it's not a race. It's kind of you're going out, you're riding with your friends for the day, with a little bit of racing, which you know makes it a little bit more fun if you get what I mean. And then yeah, just good vibes. And
0: do you get a feeling yeah. of accomplishment when you've done it?
1: Yeah. So like the first the first Tidworth race that I did. I can't remember how many there were, but like I, I didn't come last, which I was, you know, I was so surprised at that. I was like, I pedalled hard and I, I really tried, and mm. um, and just everyone is so so supportive. And um, I remember meeting someone called Corenza, who is just absolutely sends it on anything. Like she's so fast, she crashes all the time, but she's so fast and I can remember going down to look at kind of the um like the timings of everything and I don't know I think I was in fourth at one point and she was oh yes mate like that's so good and it's just people that you don't really know that are that are saying like oh yeah your time was so good like you got four seconds quicker on your last one um and yeah, most most of the people from that race series, from all three of them, um, I say I ride with regularly now, um, which again is is more friends to bike with and.
0: Yeah, that's. I never really thought of doing the races like that. Was it another avenue to make friends, if you like? Um,
1: the thing with the the route one is so. They have like the standalone Windhill, Rogate, Tidworth, but they also have uh the Route One which is three three races. Um, so across a series and it's supposed to be for more kind of like novice, you know, beginner races. Yeah. Um they don't really have anything in the track that like they don't have any gap jumps and they don't have massive features. Um there's there's nothing really scary. Um in the Mossach Um, okay
0: so they're a good a good um beginner new to racing series to start for downhill yeah Yeah. um it's making me think I really want to I do do really want to do a race but honestly it's so
1: fun as well like you've seen some of the videos that I put on um talk about my wonderful crash
0: Um, oh that one where that bloke says we can't (laughs) park there and you've got it on yeah. repeat that's so funny yeah. you've just got the
1: thing is of those races though like everyone's on the side and they're just literally shouting at you like market pedal you need to go faster like people that you don't know are just full-on screaming at you and in my brain I'm like I need to go quicker I need to go quicker
0: but yeah.
1: it's it's just such an amazing day out and you want to see when you come back from one of their races you and like right when's the next one then I think yeah, I went to one, um, the last one at Rogate. And then um, I, there was like a random race that Zoe had messaged me about. I think it was at the bull track. And it I'd literally come back on the on the Sunday or the Saturday from the race. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to book it for next week. I'm going to race again. So
0: yeah, you yeah. buzz in, I guess. And then you were yeah. like, what else can I book? that's that's nice um and yeah fair play to you for for entering them because a lot of people are are worried about it what what do you think helped you to enter those races that particular series was there anything that they did that was good for like getting women into it
1: so obviously i um i have ridden at tidworth a few times i ride at winter quite a lot um I can't remember who told me about it, but they just said, you know, uh, it's a really good race for people that want to kind of put in their foot, foot in the door about racing and mm. um, just, just really want to try it and see what it's like. And I don't know. you. I kind like people would say to me, you know, like you will catch the racing bug and I thought, Oh, that's, that's not going to happen. Like that's not a thing. And, yeah, I since I did my first race, I was like, oh, this feeling is just so good. Like, I don't know, riding down a hill where there's loads of people watching you and just, yeah, it's, it, it, you feel really good about yourself. Well, yeah. I did anyway. I, I felt like I'd achieved something. Yeah. I mean, not that I was yeah. going fast, but, but it, I guess was, that... it meant something to me, so...
0: Yeah, and that shows that it's not about getting on a podium at all. It's just about completing the race and feeling really happy with yourself that you've battled through the nerves. You know, you've you've got down it, even if you've come off and you've you've done something and you've had people watch you, and it feels like proper. It's really it's making me sort of it's making me need a nervous poo, but it's also <laughs> making me think, oh, I wonder what because Marie has. Sent me a race. It's at Cannock Chase on one of the downhill tracks, and I the was like, oh, I don't... one yes." I was like, "Oh, I yeah. don't know," but it's making me think. Oh, maybe you do it. All the When Swiss is it? Should race? I think they had one like recently. Oh, see, it's making me need a nervous poo. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I like that. I like that. Even though you didn't podium, it's not about that, is it? It's just about yourself, and you've you've done it and everyone must get on your Instagram and look down at that video of you coming off because you you're you face plant don't you and then like your it's legs it's
1: literally so I can remember <laughs> so I thought funny. um my friend Tracy uh who's in Wales um I met her again through like a ladies ladies event at Bike Park Wales um and she's where I met you yeah, when you locked, Although, when you took your bike and you locked it in uh, in the van, or you
0: left your key at home, so you can actually get your bike out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was with Charlotte. So, I don't think that I don't think that we spoke, but I remember leaving and then being like, "Was it? Is that Lib?" And the reason I knew it was you was because you had your hair down to your bum, and I was like, "That's got to be Lib," because I don't know anyone else with like a big long mane like that. yeah and then after you were like yeah and then we were meeting again at somewhere else after that which I've forgotten but
1: it's all kind of a blur like there's so many different trips that I've done and
0: Mm. but yeah you were sort of saying before sorry you you met Tracy oh yeah yeah so
1: um she she was on me for ages she was like I'm not gonna do a Welsh accent because I really can't um but she was basically can't. like, you... <laughs> "No, I can't. You need to do uh, it." No, that was terrible. Yeah, sorry to me. me you need to get yourself some body armor um, because the stuff that you're doing, you know, like I'm worried that you're really going to hurt yourself. Kind of like being a mum to me. Um,
0: <laughs> Everyone's a mum to you, saw- aren't they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do thought, well
0: because we all bully you motherly, really don't we yeah. in a in a kind in a kind motherly way we all give you a lot of shit <laughs> and I always think Lib takes us so well because <laughs> you have literally got like seven mothers because yeah. like uh, no Lib we we push back a bit on you but you're it's funny you can take <laughs> it you're feisty anyway sorry Tracy said get some body but armor yeah, she was like get some body armor and I
1: thought okay maybe I should because I'm going to like bike parks now and I thought it it just it better be safe than sorry. You know, it might not stop me from getting hurt, but it might, you know, protect me a little bit more so I don't have severe injuries. I don't know if you can call it that. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I went to the Windhill race, and I th- again I think it had rained, um, and it was kind of like lonely mud. So basically, for the route one series they don't for the Tidworth one because it's quite a small bike park they they usually use like the same track and but for the winter one they kind of um use like different bits of track and then they they kind of like not built but taped out um kind of one side and it was yeah yeah kind of a diversion but there was one particular point that I'd walk down that there was kind of loads of really small sniper roots and then there was like a massive hole in the middle and i thought well i can't ride that because as the day goes on it's obviously going to get it's going to turn into a rut and then i'm going to go in it and then i'm going to crash and in my head i was thinking like keep to the right keep to the right but i kept to the right so much that um i was like nearer to the tape and then literally all of a sudden out of nowhere my fucking front wheel just literally literally you can't see it because I'm like um just turned to the left my handlebars literally spin round and I just literally go straight over my bars I do this weird like roly-poly kind of I don't know you've seen it quite a few times and then I rolled off the track and in in my head I was like, oh, it's fine. There's like no one here, blah, blah, I literally stood up and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people. And the guy was like, get up. You're still racing. Like, what are you doing? So then I just like (laughs) run, adjust my goggles, get back on my bike and
0: off I go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if that wasn't a race situation, you'd probably sat there for a bit, had a little whimper to yourself like had a little cry, thought, What am I doing? And then got on. But yeah, can't imagine having loads of people <laughs> shouting at you.
1: Yeah, what did but you me like, like,
0: When so I when I
1: came off, so like I it was literally like I was rolling down a hill because <laughs> the way that I fall, I literally landed like a sack of shit. And then I did like a forwards <laughs> rolling poly and then a size one. I'm I looked like a ragdo, but my helmet had like I don't know if my helmet moved, but my goggles did like move. So when I stood up, my goggles were like I think my helmet was up here. Um and then my goggles are like on my nose, so I couldn't see anything. And in the actual video I stand up and I'm like <gasps> like make this horrible noise and then that's when I turn around and there's like loads of people kind of, you know, <laughs> someone someone picks my bike up for me and then someone lifts the tape up and I literally just walk back on. Get just get bike. back on my bike and yeah crack back on I love that but, I how that helped was literally know. um I was debating before the race like you know do I need to wear my body armor because I'm not going to be going that fast and I always say now that if I wasn't wearing it because the way that I landed I think I landed with my um what's this called I can't think of the bone Clavicle. your collar, collarbone like my shoulder. Yeah. One side literally like slammed, slammed down on the ground. Like I know it was me, but yeah, it, it, I don't think if have, I hadn't have been didn't. wearing that, then I didn't have any bruises or anything. Um, yeah,
0: so that's making me think I want to get some body armor. And sure. also,
1: with I was fine, so I obviously wear it if I go to like bike Wells or Devi and it it gives me a little bit more confidence not mm. to be like oh i can do anything because i'm invincible now but i just feel a little bit more confident in you know i'm wearing this and um, if i do come off it i still might hurt myself but maybe it won't hurt as much
0: yeah um, yeah that reassurance that yeah you've got something extra you need a um, bit of protection yeah i am um, I keep meaning to do that, and now I feel like I'm going to jinx myself if I say any more about it. <laughs> so superstitious. Um, we're coming towards the end, Lib, but I just wanted to ask you, like, what is the difference in your life now with bikes compared to before?
1: Other than being broke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: like, I think I'm definitely a lot more active. Um, I think it definitely helps uh, in the job that I do have bikes as kind of my go-to to to relax and um I do have quite a stressful job at times so it's really nice that I can on a Friday at half four I can be like I'm riding my bike on Saturday or I'm going here this weekend um and especially for my own kind of mental health if I hadn't had bikes at the time that you know I went through that breakup then I think it would be a completely different story. Um, I think I probably would have like spiralled into some, I don't know, I would have turned into like a little hermit that didn't go out anywhere. And um, yeah, it's just opened up my world to meeting a lot of new people. So many amazing friends that I have um, with you and, you know, all the squids. Um, for anyone that doesn't know the squids, it's just... a group of girls that are friends that ride bikes and... Fall off we bikes. Call our, we call ourselves squids.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's sounds like it came at the right time for you. And, yeah, I think you look back, don't you, and you think, God, what, what would my life be like if I hadn't have found bikes? Um, no, I always wonder
1: that. I'm like, what would I actually be doing right now? Um, at, like, at the weekend when I think we have bike trips planned or I'm just going to the Forest of Dean or I'm like, what would I have actually been doing? I probably would have been sleeping in until two, three o'clock in the afternoon, watching TV, eating junk food, probably hungover. Mm. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a good addition to your life, isn't it? It's like a good, a good addiction. Um
1: But I'd rather, I always say that, you know, when I really started to enjoy riding, like I remember my first Bike Park Wales trip and I was like, one of my friends um, from school was like, oh, do you want to go on a night out and, you know, we'll do this. And I was actually like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm going to Wales tomorrow. And I've got into the habit now that I don't really drink that often anymore. I'd prefer to spend my money on going riding and I really don't feel that riding hungover for me would be fun, would be a fun experience. No. So, yeah. yeah. And I want to enjoy, like, if I'm doing an uplift day or if I'm just going for a pedal somewhere, I want to have fun not just want my life to be over because, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you're dying. Oh, that's great. Um, right, you know what's coming the little <laughs> questions about you've prepared for this, okay, uh, there's only one that I could remember what it was, and I'm like, no now I've forgotten it's okay,
1: um who is your mountain bike crush? okay, so um, I think you probably know the answer it's it's not a man, it's not that sounds really weird, but it's mainly.
0: Because, because
1: it began with me. Obs- <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's allowed to have a a woman crush,
0: right? Of course, yeah. Who yeah. is it then? For people that Tarn- don't know. Tani. Tony Seagrave. Tony Seagrave. Yeah. Yeah. She was the first
1: person that I um I think like followed on Instagram and actually watched riding and
0: Yeah, same. Yeah. Her and Rachel Atherton. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's how that's what fast looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay, um where is your favourite place to ride?
1: Definitely W bike park.
0: Yeah. W W W. Lovey W. Love We're going soon, aren't we? I know. Exciting. Um, okay, if you could wave a magic wand and there and then get a skill, um, what would it be? Mountain bike skill
1: probably the ability to just do stuff without being scared and um just i don't know any feature be able to just hit it and be like oh i can do that that's fine not having to you know spend like 3 hours on a drop or a whole day on a set of jumps
0: <laughs> yeah so that instant yeah i'm going to do it and not even question Yourself. I suppose it's like being a little kid again
1: because
0: yeah, there's I just no watch
1: fear. kids do stuff and I'm like, how are you doing that? How are you jumping in the air and and I know. taking both your hands or trying to do a backflip? Like just yeah, they have no fear and I just wish I could be like that. So. Yeah, I
0: think I think to many people you are like that Lib because I certainly look at what you do and think oh my God, I want to be that brave. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean. It would be nice to switch off that brain. Disengage your brain, as Jen told me at Bike Park Wales, and then I went off that (laughs) Fisher's Valley drop. But I did actually follow Charlotte in, who was in the wrong gear, and she ended up doing it (laughs) one-footed. And I watched her, like, (laughs) drop off it like a snail with one foot and thought, she's alive. So I was there and I did it, but yeah. That
1: drop is so, like, I remember i only did it for the first time like this year um and i've done like yeah bigger stuff than that because honestly if you if you go and stand for anyone that's listening and you're thinking of riding vicious valley honestly the top bit is the worst go and stand on the other side of the platform of wood and you will see that it is it's like five centimeters off the floor okay that might be an exaggeration but it is literally nothing like when you roll up to it, you think, "Oh my god, I'm literally going off at the side of a mountain." Yeah, But it's not. It's
0: it's weird. It's so. It's one of those ones that looks massive and it's so intimidating. But when you do it, it feels fine. And yeah, when yeah. you look from the other angle, it, it 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 doesn't. You know, it doesn't look big. But that said, it took me a good while, a, a year or so, I reckon, to go off that because I was never ever thinking that. Nah, No, never. (laughs) Um, Okay. I mean, do you wear pants uh, under, like, padded shorts? Are you that weirdo or not? So I used to be.
1: um, When we did our Canic weekend um, for the ladies' ride, um, one of the girls, um, basically, for the whole day, I was complaining that my bits were a bit, like, mashed and I had to keep <laughs> on <like laughs> rearranging my underwear because it was really <laughs> uncomfortable and then one of the girls sorry that was too much information no, one of the just... girls was like um are you wearing pants under your of shorts and I was like yeah I always have done and she was like honestly don't and then it will feel so much better yeah. and then I did and it was amazing however I did do it uh when it snowed at Windhill and then I realised that I couldn't actually take my padded shorts off because it was a car park full of men, and I had nothing to change into or cover myself. I was like, I'm not standing here with, with my bare ass hanging out? So if it's if it's really really cold, um, then I might
0: wear pants. But definitely yeah. in the summer, I'm going to no, go. No, you I don't. Promise. You don't need extra layers under padded shorts. Um, (laughs) What is your go-to heckle when someone does something good, like riding? How do you ruin videos? That's what I should rephrase that question to. How do I? How do I actually ruin videos? Huh? Well, as in mine or for other people? No, I just—I just mean in general because I'll film someone and then I'll make some weird noise like "yeah," and then I've ruined like a scream
1: or shout. I'd be like, "Yes."
0: Which
1: like a squall yeah it like sounds horrific but then I think it comes from Shawnee as well because <laughs> she's always like you get it girl so yeah that's such a good I, impression I, I, I started doing that which I sound that was a really bad attempt to an Australian accent no so. it
0: sounded like Shawnee was in the room um, but yeah, you've got a very shrill shriek. You have, haven't you? Yeah. You know when you're coming because you're like, oh. Oh, you can hear um, me. Yeah, hear you, and then see your My Little Pony hair swishing about. Um, what's one tip you'd give for a new person in the coming into the sport? Um,
1: I say just stick stick at it if you're really enjoying it um maybe join some groups like i did so like the chicks and childs group is really good um any kind of like local mtb groups near you um like just put yourself out there and just comment and be like oh hi my name's obviously not live because that's me hmm. um i like i really want someone to ride with does anyone um ride here at, and that's what I did um, to kind of, you know, get connected with people. Um, and then the yeah. other thing is don't compare yourself to anyone else, which I think I've probably heard every single person say, but it is really true. Um, I still do. It's really hard not to. Um, but, yeah, just take everything at your own pace. And Yeah. Um, also, another thing that sounds weird is try and like film yourself. So when I first started, I've got so many videos of me literally just riding down something that's, there's nothing there. Like there's no roots. There's no rocks. It's, you know, just the most basic stuff. But I can look back at it now. Um, I've got all the videos from when I started riding, like even when I attempted to do like my first jump. And it's just so nice to, you know, watch back. And yeah, because as yourself, like for me, I can't necessarily see that I've progressed in anything. Whereas until you watch something back, you're like, oh my God, I couldn't do that last year. And now I'm like five foot up in the air. Like, so
0: yeah, it's, I guess it's a really good reminder of where you've come from because you can beat yourself up and say oh I'm not doing very well but yeah it's a good reminder to be like well this is where you were six months ago that's a great um but well, obviously you get bit obsessed advice. with
1: it but you know um most of the videos that I have are kind of like different features over a period of time and um in particular there's one uh, on ski run at FOD um like the first ever video that I couldn't even get down that it's uh basically a load of roots the end bit is so steep um to me it's not that steep now but I remember in the summer we sessioned it like quite a lot but yeah yeah I've got a lot of videos from from that track and it's just nice to look back and be like oh that's how I used to ride it like I do this differently or my body positioning is so much better and
0: yeah it's really nice to watch back yeah that's really good Good advice there, because, yeah, we can remind ourselves how how far we've come. Um, who would you say your role model was in the sport? Role model? Is it going to be the same as your crush? Probably, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just watched, watched her and watched a load of her videos. Obviously, we'd watch the World Cup and... I just thought she was so amazing and she just goes so fast. And um, yeah, in a way, every, I think everyone's like, oh, I want to ride like Tony Seagrave. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's definitely
0: her. Okay. um, Who would you love to hear to how, oh my God. Who would you love <laughs> to hear as a guest on the podcast? I think I yeah. know what you're going to say. Probably the, same, probably the same person no to be fair yeah, yeah. she's um, I think that would be yeah that'd be amazing um I think it'd be really good to talk to her about the concussion and how she's been recovering from that and um, because I mean, it sounds so obvious doesn't it but you know she's really brought like highlighted how serious it is and how you really yeah. need to give yourself some time after it Um, But also,
1: as well, I think she's spoken about it. I can't remember where I listened to
0: it. Um, Like, obviously,
1: she lived out in Morzine, and then like her brother, and right, like she's always been around bikes. And um, obviously, I know she has kind of friends within the World Cup scene and, and stuff, but what it was like for her kind of growing up and having other females around, like, whether she, I don't know if she had that at all. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah, like who? would be who really change. interesting. Yeah, I have to try and manifest it. Um,
1: and I'd ask her what
0: pink thing she's making next. So, yeah, so you can be the first in line. Um, <laughs> awesome. Okay. And what if a squid made a noise, what noise would that be? I don't know if I want to do the sound, but also have to do the
1: action as well. But obviously, okay, people can't can see
0: me. Well, I might clip it and then put it on. you me go and like you've been a squid go on then do it do your best squid oh i just did it no but it that was a half fast attempt go on
1: i cut my arm like the wall's in the
0: way okay <laughs> lib i've heard you do it a lot more <laughs> yeah i know but it's gonna be so loud Ferociously. go on just do it who cares people can turn it down if it's too loud don't all be shy now no i know but it's just so much easier when you're in the moment
1: and you're okay i'm on the trails and be okay alive. pretend
0: that pretend you've just Done something amazing, and we're all there.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, I do not want to hear that back.
0: (laughs) Everyone in their cars will be like, "Ow,
1: my ear!" You have have to do the hand movements with it, otherwise, yeah, it's
0: impossible, isn't it? Well, thank you so much, Lib, for chatting and sharing all your mountain bike career. (laughs) Career. It's been really. I know it's been really interesting and I think you're really brave to do all your races and to reach out to people and say I need some mountain bike friends and you're another example of how doing that then leads to you know having loads of mountain bike buddies and adventures and fun and yeah it's it's wicked so thank you so much for coming on girls on wheels thanks Thank you so much for listening to this episode of girls on wheels if you enjoyed it please head over to podchaser.com and leave me a review and don't forget to tell all your mates if you've got any comments or want to get in touch head over to my socials and drop me a message as I love hearing from you guys I hope that by listening to this today it's made you want to get out and ride your bike